Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, David. Um, Kyle is having a social life, so he may or may not join us, but um, I did want to make an announcement. Dallas is taking a bit of a sabbatical. He has some um, personal issues that he wants to work on, which is completely fine. I support him. I talk to him, and um, he will be back soon, but right now the show is just not um, fitting into his schedule, which is totally fine. I just want everyone to send some good vibes to him and tweet him. Um, if he wants to disclose his personal reasons why, um, that's his business, but I'm not going to do that on air. That's not for me to do. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to send out a happy birthday to um, my interview from Wednesday, Asad Shalhoub. He turns 22 today. And if you look at him, you'll think, oh, he's not 22. He's at least 25, 26, but he's only 22. He's got so far to go in life. I'm really excited for him, and I'm glad that I can be part of his journey. And um, if you missed my interview from Wednesday, just um, go to the Blog Talk um, page. Look for uh, blogtalk.com and search for The Spilled Tea um, or search for Asad Shalhoub, and you'll find um, my interview with him. It's been really successful. Um, probably my most successful show, which I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, it was a late night, so yeah, I'm just excited. So, wanted to first get started. Um, this month is called Black History Month. Um, every February is Black History Month, and I particularly like it because I don't know a lot about Black history. I know a lot about American history. Um, which is typically white history. But I don't know a lot about black history, though, specifically. And so it's nice to find out more things that I didn't know. Um, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because some people feel that it's kind of an archaic thing to... Um, constantly talk about race and but the thing is we have you know Asian American month in December and we have Latino month I think that's in October Latino history month so I think it's just important to celebrate these months and um, we'll celebrate them every day but particularly this month I, I just think it's pretty cool that we still celebrate it um, yeah so 
Also this month, we had a really big uh, thing happen, which was the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not at all a sports person, but um, people were debating on, you know, who's going to win and um, the Patriots are cheaters and all this other stuff. And at the end of the day, after they did win last week, I thought it was kind of funny that there was a report out that said that they thought, now it's an unconfirmed report, completely unconfirmed, so I don't know if it's been proven or not, but it said that they think that the Colts may have deflated those two um, footballs. If that is the case, it's kind of disgusting um, because the Colts are the one that brought it to everybody's attention. So if they did deflate the balls and brought it to everybody's attention saying, oh, these are deflated balls. The thing that bugs me about that is that this is, it's not just a sport. I understand that. It's people's income. It's people's livelihood. So I get why people take it so serious. But for these people who somehow are from inner cities, some are from affluent families who want their you know, they've been wanting to, or been bred to take over the family business, but then they got into sports, and so sports is their thing away from their family. So it's a serious topic. They become adults. They want to do this their whole lives, and then they cheat. Like, I just, that irks me. That really irks me. And I wish that these, and they're all men in this sport. So can't say, you know, there's women being catty. These are all men doing this. It's a shame that it's come to this stuff. And I hope that report isn't true um, for everyone's sake. Um, Yeah. So I thought it was funny that Katy Perry, I didn't watch any of it, except I turned on the last maybe five minutes and I saw uh, my two boyfriends. Gronk and Julian Edelman. More Julian Edelman than Gronk, because Gronk is like batshit crazy. But um, and he's fun though. But I just can't make him a boyfriend. He's just too wild for me. But um, I just thought it was funny that um, at the last, like I didn't know what was going on. The ball kept moving for moving the Patriots forward, and I didn't know what was going on. To be honest with you. But my favorite part, and I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't know why. They got into, like, this huge fight, and the first person I saw was six-foot-six Gronk, like, lunge at somebody, and he knocked somebody out. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so hot. (laughs) No, I don't condone violence, but for some reason, knowing that this big meathead is in a fight over something that happened on the field. I don't know. Maybe something was said we didn't hear. I don't know. But I just thought it was so hot. Anyway, sorry. Um, But afterwards, I said, oh, you know, I missed the Katy Perry big Super Bowl halftime show, which I just, she doesn't have, the thing about me not liking Katy Perry in the halftime show, I think the halftime show should be a spectacle where somebody you should have somebody in the halftime show that's a dancer and a singer, basically a performer. Katy Perry's got an awesome voice, 
but you can't really jam to her songs, you know. Um, so I thought it was odd that she was chosen or paid for their spot, whatever happened. But I went on YouTube and I saw I saw her performance. And she came out <laughs> on a mechanical paper mache lion, first of all, singing Roar, which I think is, I know it was a huge hit for her. I think it's the dumbest song I've ever heard. It, it made me think of um, that old song about women, women's libs. Um, and, and, and she didn't do it a justice or anything. I don't know. I just didn't like the song. I, I still don't like the song. But um, then she foolishly let Missy Elliott come out because what Missy Elliott did was Katie kind of like politely gave her the mic, you know, figuratively speaking. Missy grabbed that mic, took the stage, didn't have anything but backup dancers and songs and rapping and her voice. And she killed it, killed it in a way that Katy Perry could never do. Missy Elliott wore one outfit, had like three or four backup dancers, had Katy Perry walking around her and trying to dance with her backup dancers. It was just so odd. She she just looked so out of place. And then Missy dropped the mic, Katie came out in another outfit and then sang. And it was just like, oh, girl, child, please, no, you are not, you are not meant to be here. And then there was a report that she's, oh, she's getting a tattoo that's going to say XLIX for the Super Bowl. What are you commemorating? You, you, didn't, you didn't perform that great, hun. Everybody's talking about Missy Elliott. Now, I know a lot of people are upset that some of these young kids are like, who the hell is Missy Elliott? You got to think, Missy Elliott hasn't put out an album in a decade. Like, maybe it's not been that long, but she literally has not put out an album in a while. She's been producing, she's been writing, but she hasn't put out her own material. And so people don't know who she is. And that I, I'm okay with that because now they know. And the people that do love Missy, we are like, yeah, go, go. I was like jumping out of my chair because I knew all the songs, obviously. But, um, yeah, I was just really happy that Missy shut it down. And if it wasn't for Missy, that halftime show would have been nothing. Sorry, Katie, but it's true, girl. Um, yeah, so, um, oh, and then if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you Google Gronk twerking, this guy, <laughs> he is so freaking crazy. So since they, he won the Super Bowl, um, he went to the, he, I live in Boston, obviously. So there was a Boston parade for, you know, every time a team wins here, whether it's the Celtics, um, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's the Bruins or the Sox, there's always a parade after. So because there was a huge, there's been like a thousand snowstorms this season, um, there was um, a parade on Tuesday, last Tuesday. <laughs> Gronk was on the boat shaking his big ass 
he's got a nice butt, by the way. But he was shaking it, and it was just like, people, someone needs to bring that boy in. He looks like so much fun, but he he's totally nuts. But if you Google Gronk twerking, there's like so many videos. It'll just make you laugh because he's just so happy and crazy and funny. Yeah. I like his personality. I think he'd be fun, but I don't know if you could ever have a serious conversation with him. And then there's Julian Edelman. Um, I don't know if he had a one-night stand or not, but some girl tweeted a picture of him sleeping next to her, and she is blacklisted from Boston clubs. People are calling her a whore. People are saying she's, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and slut-shaming her. Listen, if they hooked up and she put it on the Internet, that's her prerogative. I don't condone it. I would never do something like that. But if she's going to do that, that's her business. That's between her and Edelman. It has nothing to do with us. You know, like... Whatever happened between them is their business. So why are we all getting involved and slut-shaming her? And what the heck does a Boston bar have to do with Edelman and his one-night stand? I just don't understand how, why they got involved. It was just, it's just very strange. So, yeah, I, I don't believe in shaming someone in or, because you don't agree with them, which um, moves me to my next point, Bruce Jenner. So there's, for the past couple of years, um, actually for the past year, since he and um, Chris Jenner separated, there's been rumors that Bruce Jenner is transitioning into a woman. And there's ne- there hasn't been an official word from Bruce. He hasn't come out and said, oh, yes, I'm transitioning. But there is word that he doesn't want to say anything because he wants to um, promote it on his show. Now, the trans community got involved. Well, someone, not representing the whole trans community, somebody from the trans community said, Bruce Jenner is doing this for money, and this isn't about money. He should come out already. Shame on you. Shame on you. Because, number one, this is how the Jenner... Kardashian family work. When Kim was pregnant, she didn't tell anybody. She confirmed it on her show when she had her baby. She didn't show the first face of North until the show. Same with Courtney. And when Chloe got divorced, we didn't know the details and she didn't do any interviews until the show came out. So for Everybody to say that Bruce has a duty, a duty to come out as trans, no, he does not. He will come out when he wants to. And if he comes out on the show, I hope he does. You know why? Because millions of people watch the show from age 17 to probably 78. And if Bruce comes out as a 65-year-old man who's thrice divorced from women with six biological kids and four stepchildren, that will be huge. 
And I hope he waits for the show to do it because he will reach more people that way. You want him to come out and you want him to help the trans community, have him do it on his show. That's his platform. The man is a former Olympian and he's worth a hundred million dollars. That would be amazing. Nobody said this about Lana Wachowski. Lana Wachowski is the, the sister in the Wachowski sibling who made the Matrix. They created the Matrix. She was Larry, but she's since transitioned, and now she's Lana. People had always said, oh, Lana is, you know, trans, Lana is trans, Lana is trans. She never, her, neither her and her or her brother, whose name escapes me, I, I feel so bad. Um, neither Lana or her brother did interviews at all. They never did interviews, not because they didn't want to answer the question, but because they were just really shy. You know, they're press shy. And I read something that another reason why they didn't was because, um, sorry, uh, the, her, Lana's brother's name is Andy, Andy Wachowski. Um, the reason why Lana didn't come out at trans or they didn't, or they both, her and Andy didn't do interviews was because they liked being under the radar. Yes, they wanted to have blockbuster movies, but they wanted the movies to be the stars, not them. So they never did interviews. They never did press. It was always let my work do its thing. Let my work be successful, but I don't need to be. She finally did come out. And, um, well, obviously she came out. But when she did, she... um, she got an award, and you have to Google it. If you Google Lana Wachowski HRC Award, the speech is 30 minutes long. This is the first time that she's ever spoken. But if you listen to it, it is so funny. She's eloquent. She's awkward. She's articulate. She's it's everything. The speech is everything. I absolutely love it. You have to Google it. Um, she's so funny. She, I, I like, want to meet her and hang out with her. Um, I tried to support the Wachowskis this weekend. I saw Jupiter Rising. <sighs> or Sorry, Jupiter Ascending. I don't know how to explain this by saying the only way I can explain it to you is this movie was good until it was bad. Like, I I love the Wachowskis. I do. But, oh, girl. Hi, Kyle. Oh, hey. (laughs) I didn't realize you were on. Oh, I was just listening. I saw I ju- I w- I'm almost oh. home, and I was just like, I listened for a little. I didn't think I was going to jump on. I was just going to listen for a bit. <laughs> oh, it's okay, girl. Um, I was just talking about a Jupiter ascending, and <sighs> I want it. So, first of all, I have an AMC stubs card, so I'm going to um, get, it at, get my ticket at a discount, thank God. 
But it was so good until it was bad. And when it was bad, it was painful. Now, I also saw this movie called Project Almanac. And that movie was okay. You know, I'll write a review on both of them a little bit later. But let me tell you, at an hour and 46 minutes, this movie was better than Jupiter Ascending, which was like a $100 million budget at two hours and seven minutes. It was awful. And uh, people just wait for cable. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Wait for cable. Maybe even... Maybe even network TV. I mean, it was that bad. The, the graphics were amazing. The overall message of the movie was amazing, but the execution was three words. Terrible. I'm done. Okay, moving on. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to get your take, Kyle. Um, I don't know if you heard me talk about Bruce Jenner, and how the trans community are telling him to come out already, and we're really pissed at you. If Bruce Jenner is transitioning, how do you feel that people are trying to pull him out of the closet? Well, I'm never a fan of people trying to, I mean, just, you know, it's like the same thing about pulling people in their, out of their closets for anything. It's like, I'm never a fan. It's like, you know what's right for you and what time is right for you, and it's mm-hmm. not fair to kind of push that on people. I mean, I'm still questioning mm-hmm. the whole... I mean, it's, it's, it must be hard for Bruce Jenner because we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. today. Um, when Cassidy Bono came out and then she decided that um, this was the life that she was going to lead, this was what was true to her, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, but it was understood because, you know, she's been living her own life and no, she hasn't been in the eye for so long. And to, to have this come out was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. For Bruce Jenner, it must be really hard because not only was he like this Olympiad, he's been through three mm-hmm. marriages. Has, it's like you would think mm-hmm. after the first marriage, you'd think like, you know what, this is not me. But I'm sure he had so much pressure on him just to, for who he was to go through that that it's mm-hmm. so hard. And now the fact that it's coming out, it's all, and, and I don't want to say this to, to, to make it seem like it's not good. It almost seems like a joke now, but it's, it's, I, I can't. I just can't begin to fathom the the amount of pressure that he must be under to have this happen, you know, and well, go through. But it's, like, it's still not fair she, for some community, whether it be gay, lesbian, transgendered, bi, you know, wackadoodle, whatever. There's too many fucking letters in that right. anyway. Um, it's like leave him alone. I mean, this is his life. You don't know mm-hmm. what the circumstances are behind his reason for not doing it yet. You know, mm-hmm. this is his life. Well, to be fair for him, to him. Gender identity is completely different from sexual preference. I believe he is a lesbian. I really do. Because you can't father that many kids and you can't actually be married that many times and not be, and then turn out to be like gay. I just don't think that he's gay. I think he's a lesbian. But what I don't like is people have bashed. Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton got punched in the face for outing people and for talking, you know, about people's personal lives when they didn't want to. So for the trans community to go and pull a Perez Hilton, it's just, why would you do that? Why would you yell at somebody? I, I was saying earlier, I don't know if you heard, I think it's great if he's waiting for the show to be his platform because it's, number one, his safe haven 
he gets to tell his story on a national level rather than a one interview, we get to see his journey. And one of my friends asked me this. She said, now, do you think one day he came up with this or do you think he's been struggling all his life? And then it, like, made me cry because this man has six children, has four stepkids, has, I think, three or four grandkids, maybe more. And he's been, he's 65 years old, and he's been struggling with this his entire life. Ugh, it just breaks my heart that he has to wait, that he waited this long. And, uh, and, and the, thing, the thing that I know for sure, Kim put out a statement that said, Bruce is going to tell his own journey. And when Chris and Bruce broke up, she said, we're still best friends. It makes me like Chris Jenner more because she did not reveal his secret number one, and she's still good friends with him. That, I mean, like, oh, like, I'd love this family even more if that is the case, really. If it's not the case, and he's not transitioning, and people are just saying that he's transitioning and he really isn't, he's just, you know, a Michael Jackson feminine guy, awful on people. Shame on all of you, you know, but um, I kind of hope he is transitioning. I know that sounds weird, but so, yeah. Next topic. Um, uh, Oh, and by the way, I wanted to let you guys know, if you're so fascinated with Bruce Jenner being, you know, a grandfather, transitioning, you should really check out the show Transparent, because this is exactly what the plot is for Transparent. Like, I, I think the people at Transparent are like, we couldn't have written this show any better. It literally is the exact same storyline. So um, check it out. Jeffrey Tambor won in Golden Globe for his portrayal. I predict he will win the Emmy, just to let you know. Um, speaking of public figures, um, our friend Rosie O'Donnell, she's not only getting a divorce, but she's leaving The View again. Again. Apparently, her doctors are saying that she has to leave. Um, did you, were you a View person? I can't remember. Was I a what? A View Watcher of you viewer? No, <laughs> no, me either. Um, I guess what happened was she almost suffer, suffered a heart attack in 2012, and so her doctors are like, you know what, you you really need to lay off pressure and stress. And I know that you like the show, but you can't like, you really, really can't do the show anymore. At the same time. Her marriage was going downhill. So it's not that, you know, she's infighting with people and there's tension again. It just really is she has to leave for her health. I feel like this woman has floundered since her show got canceled, her main show. What is going on with this girl? I I don't... What are your thoughts on Rosie? Or do you have any... Um, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm callous or anything, but I can give a shit about her. I can't really care, care less. But it's just, 
<laughs> if, it, if, if it truly is a health reason, then I applaud yeah. her for taking the right steps because she does have kids and a family, and she, you've got to do what's right for you. Granted, you know, there's been rumors of infighting and all this other stuff, but who knows what. I mean, I just think that if she's doing it yeah. for her health reasons, then I applaud her for that because, yes. you know, so many times people do things, you know, they don't listen to their doctors. They do it because it's like what yeah. they want to do, and it just ends up being the detriment to their health or their families. And stuff. So I applaud her for at least taking the right steps to make sure that Because in this life, I mean, you come first. The work will get done. Yeah. You come first. So, And not to scare everybody, but her mother died of breast cancer at 36, and she's, like, pushing – I think she's over 50. So if I was her, I'd be like, okay, listen to you. I'm listening to you. Right. So she found this all out over the holidays. So I think, you know, best wishes to her. I hope, you know, she's healthy and she gets healthy soon. Um, yeah, it's just sad. Um, kind of a transition about bigger women – um, Sports Illustrated, they've been very co- um, controversial lately. Have you heard of that? Um, about their first plus-size model? Well, first of all, on the cover is Derek Jeter's 24-year-old girlfriend, who's basically showing her Pikachu. Um, it's so far low, you can seriously almost see her Pikachu. Like, literally. Um Whoa. Um, and then in the inside, Kyle, there's actually two plus size models. One of them is Robin Lolly. She's a size 12. And in the modeling world, that is plus size. I want to specify that because in the real world, that ain't plus size. That's normal. And um, she's in a swimsuit and she's kind of covering one side of her stomach. But she's like, you know, posing or whatever. And then on the inside, like, that, that's an exclusive, like, picture, photo they did. But on the inside is an ad with a plus-size model. And her name is Ashley Graham. And Ashley Graham is a size 16, which, okay, that is plus-size. But the thing I want people to know about Ashley is she's been working, well, she's 28, and she's been working for, like, 10 years. And she's been married for, like, five. Thank you very much. And there's the siren. Um, Sorry. <laughs> they follow you every show. You realize that. I know. Um, but how do you feel about this? I, I think I have my own. I'm split down the middle, but what are your thoughts on that? You know what, David? This is an awful topic for me because I'm sure I'm gonna let me to get listener hates and stuff. But this no, is who cares? A, but but this is such a female centric topic. I don't care. The fact that they are doing plus size models, if they're plus size to Sports Illustrated or not, again, it's a great thing for them to do. But it's like it's chicks in bathing suits. Yeah, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I have two opinions. Okay, I could I could care less. I'm well, sorry. I have two I opinions. Wish I did. No, it's fine. One of my opinions, and I think you're going to agree with both of them. One of my opinion is, who cares? This should not be news. This should be something that normally happens. We shouldn't be talking about this at all. And to be honest with you, not every guy 
like skin and bone. There are some guys out there who like plus-size models. That's just their preference, kind of like gays. Some gays like bears. Another thing, it feels almost like a marketing strategy. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we have two plus-size models. Look, we have two plus-size models. Pick up our our, our magazine. It's like, hmm. So I'm kind of split because I don't know I don't know if it's an awesome thing or if it's a marketing thing. Not really sure. Um, but it's definitely something that caught everybody's eye. Um, right. Yeah, and it's something that people are talking about. Unfortunately, something else we have to talk about is Bobby Christina. My heart is dead yet? broken. Oh, my God. You have well, been made shocked. Well, no, I mean, she's pretty much gone. I mean, it's, I mean, not to say that it's not sad, oh. but it's like, how long, I mean, is she going to be like Terry Schiavo? Is she going to be in this coma forever? I mean, like, let the girl go. She can't, oh. she's not going to be able to function. It is too freaking sad how this has happened to a 21-year-old girl. Everyone meet Kyle, Mr. Sensitivity. Thank God he's not a doctor. Um, so... Reports of this is what happened. Apparently, she was found face down in a tub, kind of like her mother. Her mother died. It's going to be four years, is it, on this Wednesday? Uh, a little over three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the anniversary is going to be on the 11th, so this Wednesday. Oh, okay. So, like... At first, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, she killed herself to try to, like, be with her mother. And then it got weird. Then there were reports that Bobby Christina doesn't do drugs. She's happy. She's never been so happy in her life. So I'm like, wait a minute. Then why would she do that? So I looked on her timeline. Kyle, almost every every tweet on her timeline is about oh, we need to collaborate. And she's talking to this producer. Oh, I can't wait for my album to come out. This was like two days before the accident or whatever happened. So it's like, why would she, why would she kill herself? So then the question is, did somebody try to hurt her? And why? Um, if you believe stories, Nick is the one that tried to hurt her to get access to her money. So before Whitney died, she was worth negative $20 million. Today, her estate is worth over $20 million. So all of her debt was paid, and now, you know, she's got more money. And it's all going to Bobby Christina, her only biological child. So if Bobby Christina dies, people are saying, oh, Nick would get it because that's her husband. But then Bobby came out and said they were never married. So, I don't know. I'm just confused. Also, there are reports that she is brain dead, and there are reports that she is not brain dead. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She, she, there are confirmed reports she's in a medically induced coma. That's all we can confirm. But beyond that, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, don't even, I, just, I, didn't, even, I didn't even think we could confirm that she was in a medically induced coma. No, she is. Yeah, she definitely is. But the thing that's sad about this is if, she, let's say she did attempt suicide, 
would you really want her to wake up and be like, oh, I'm not dead like I want it to be? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's like she doesn't want to be here. And I, I feel bad. She's going to be hurting. She's going to try it again. You know, if she did do it, if she didn't do it, I want her away from those people that tried to hurt her, you know? And it's like, oh, so sad. It's just so sad. And then this all happened during Bobby Brown's birthday, which was last week. And he's a mess. And and his wife is four months pregnant as well. So it's like that whole family is like has a Kennedy curse on them or something. I don't know. I just feel so bad. <sighs> anyway, I hope everybody sends their love and support to her because mm-hmm. that child needs it. Oh, my gosh. Um Onto a topic that Kyle is going to definitely have an opinion about. So there's this thing that they used that they started doing. I don't know when it started happening. Probably what 2007, 2006, uh, called the daytime pre Emmy nomination, where performers in the daytime community send out their um, submit their material for the year. And they're not nominated, they're pre-nominated. And then from that pre-nomination pool, we get the Emmy nominations. So weird. Nobody else does that. But, or maybe they do when it's not publicized. I don't know. Um, what did you think of that list? I was a little happy and confused by it. What do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing. There were a couple of things on there that I was kind of like, Really? Like, because I know aren't mm-hmm. your aren't, aren't your peers from the show not pre-nominate yes. you to go? So it's like so mm-hmm. it could be a lot of favorites and such. And if you're not real liked, mm-hmm. I like I told you on the other day, it's like I still don't get why. I mean, Peggy McKay is listed as lead actress. I don't think she had a storyline no. worthy of lead right. actress. I mean, she's she's no Jean Cooper. I mean, right. So I found that very interesting. And- and, and I found it interesting. The whole thing to shreds. Like, like it's hard to take it seriously. Right. And Daniel Cosgrove got the only lead male nomination at Dave. Hello? What, what about Eric Markthoff, who was in supporting? Or what about James Scott? Are you kidding me? He wasn't nominated? Like, what's going on here? I don't... Uh, Allison Sweeney was but he wasn't. I thought that was strange. I hope she submitted that scene where she threw the, the, the glass of water on herself. Remember that? That was so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, some of the nominations were so confusing. Like, why on earth was Sierra nominated? Your favorite. Like, was she that good? Like, was she a filler? Did they just want to, like, put somebody's name in there? Um, just strange. And <laughs> for the life of me, I will never understand why this little boy, Reed, from Young and the Restless was nominated. I don't even remember a scene with him. I think he, he was on the show for, like, a day, and he got nominated. And then you have people like Justin Hartley, who was on for, what, three months, and he's been nominated. And the only good thing that I saw that I was, like, really happy about was um, 
Sean Kerrigan got a pre-nomination who plays Stitch. And I think he's awesome. So I think it's awesome that he got nominated. And I really hate when everybody in a, a cast and a storyline gets nominated, but one person doesn't. So Melanie Thomas Scott did not get a nomination again, even though she, like, carried the show. And Michelle Morgan, Hillary, she didn't get a nomination. What the hell? She was awesome last year. I don't know. I just, it was just the strangest thing. I I didn't understand any of it. And I'm still a little confused by it, but whatever. At least Sean Kerrigan got nominated. I'm happy about that. Um, so, what, um, have you caught up on your soap yet? Um, no, um, I'm a couple days have, have behind you given on up GH. Now? Mm-hmm. What? But, um, it's been have you really given good. up yet? No, it's, uh, it's wait, kind of been what? rejuvenated, yeah. Really? What, yeah. what rejuvenated it? Um, the whole fluke storyline, and then they had this bomb explosion happening. I think things are finally just moving along. That it's finally actually getting entertaining again. Plus, with Franco and um, Sonny and Juliet and Ava escaping from prison, I mean, it's not just falling by the wayside again. It's like, I, honestly, I wish. I mean, I, like I said, I'm three days behind, so I don't know if this actually happens. But they they supposedly put a bomb on one of the the boats where this party is, where major cast members are. So it's kind of, almost kind of hoping it's like, well, this would be a great way to kill a couple of people we don't need anymore, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, there's been a report out that they need to cut the cast, like across the board, all soaps need to cut their cast. So this might do it. Could be. Um, still cut the cast, they could go from like, contract to recurring where they would instead of getting rid of them completely they would just tone down the number of times they're actually needed yeah and that's what because um, GH does have a big cast have, right well same with um, Young the Restless they have 50 people on but only 30 are contract so and you'd be surprised who's not on contract actually um, yeah so Young the Restless is getting okay. I'm not going to labor on too much about it because Kyle will fall asleep. But I think the best part that Kyle will love is that (laughs) Nikki got really trashed and she was keeping the secret from everybody. And so they're taking a family photo. (laughs) She almost dropped the baby. She almost dropped baby Catherine. It was... (laughs) It's not funny, but it is. Like, it's so, like... And that was, like... The first week, Chuck Pratt took over, and she, like, got drunk and, like, almost dropped the baby, and Billy caught the baby. And she's like, oh, it's my MS. But we all know she was just trash. But I don't know. For some reason, I just kind of chuckled when I saw it. It was just so kind of over the top. Um, yeah. What I've been doing, though, is catching up on my other primetime shows, like um, Empire. It's really good. Um, yeah. Sirens. Have you watched Empire? Yes, I am. I'm all caught up on Empire. Oh, let me just tell you, Taraji needs an Emmy. And I call my friend at work, Boo Boo Kitty, all day long. I'm like, hey, Boo Boo Kitty. And she calls me Boo Boo Kitty. Um, 
I really, 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 really hate Terrence Howard's character. I can't. I've talked about it on the show before. I can't deal with him. I can't. When he's on the show, when he's on my screen, I turn away. I, I just have so much disgust for him. And I don't know if I'm supposed to, but what do you think about the whole brothers against each other? I think it's kind of strange. Well, it makes for good TV. You know, it's kind of interesting how the the two boy, the two younger boys, are pitted against each other. Yet they have they're not even factoring in that their older brother could be a part of any kind of shit going on. So it's kind of interesting. I like I like the show. Me too. And here's something that I've tweeted out. The ratings for this show, now the first show it had like a nine it had nine million viewers. Since the second show, it's been in the double digit. Now that sounds that may may not mean anything to anybody. It took the Walking Dead three seasons. Three, that's three years to get into double digits. It's taken this show two episodes. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Um, my take on that whole show, I'm confused with the brothers. So the two brothers are pitted against each other. They do love each other, but they're pitted against each other like musically. And then the older brother, they don't even communicate with him, basically. <laughs> But what I don't get is Lucius doesn't want the older son to take over. Yet the older son has done everything in his power to make himself available to Lucius. And they even showed a clip where this boy was like, what, what was he, eight or nine, when he put the gun in his Legos for his dad. And then the next scene, so that was a flashback, the next scene Lucius, like, tells him, oh, you need to get that money for your brother's video. If you can't do that, I don't know what use you are. What? I'm just, I don't like the way that they write that. It's basically like they're ignoring this whole, they tell you, oh, he's out for his dad. He's got his dad's back, but it's not the same in the reverse. So I kind of, I don't understand that. But then what I don't get is if Lucius wants Hakeem to take over the company, How's Hakeem going to do that if he's a superstar rapper? I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused by those two parts. That's the only thing that's confusing. Love Cookie, hate Boo Boo Kitty, and that's it. <laughs> and and that boy, um, Jamal. Did you remember True Blood? And um, yeah. I don't know her name, but it was the girl towards the end. She had Sam's baby, the one with the big hair. Tara? No, not Tara. She had his. She had Sam's baby. She's she's like mixed. She looks like she's mixed race. Younger, I, I don't know. big curly hair. Well, anyway, that's his sister in real life, and they're not mixed race. They're Brazilian. He's not even black. He's Brazilian. So just thought that that was um, a little tidbit people would like to know. Um, what other shows are you watching or that you have time for? Um, How to Get Away with Murder, Ugh. Nashville, Revenge. Yes. And then 
all the comedies, the Big Bang Theory, the McCarthy's, um, Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, The Middle. So a lot of like sitcoms and then the dramas. The middle three shows you mentioned, there's this is the first season for them. How are those shows? I haven't watched them. For um like um well, Fresh Off the Boat, um It's okay. I mean it's very strange. Would you say blackish and blackish uh, and how to get with murder, yeah. the McCarthy's. The McCarthy's, yes. I, I was gonna watch those the McCarthy's, but I wasn't sure if it would be good or not. It's okay. Um, I'm Lord actually is the thing that keeps it afloat. Oh. Uh, you should probably check out Sirens if you have time. It's about a um not a firehouse. It's all they're all EMTs in there. There's about five or six of them. It is so funny. This tall guy, he actually looks like Laverne Cox, but a boy. They look so much alike. It's, like, creepy. I even tweeted. I said, are you Laverne Cox's brother? Because you, you both are beautiful, and you look so much alike. He's like, no, I wish I was. He plays a gay character, and he's not promiscuous. He's not a preacher. He's, like, somewhere in the middle. He is so non-stereotypical. He's funny. He's witty. He's awesome. He's awesome. So if you want to support the gays and you want to check out a funny original show, check out Sirens on USA. And you can actually go on Netflix and see the whole first season. Uh, What they do is, I think it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, they'll show like two shows back to back. They're only 30 minutes long. So yeah, it's really good. Um, I was actually surprised this weekend. For some reason, I started stalking um, Hartley Sawyer, the old Kyle. Uh-huh. OMG, he's, he's hot. Like, literally, he's, he's hot, first of all. Number two, he's 30, so it's okay if I drew over him. But if you search um, two things for him, one's called Kept Man. If you search it on YouTube, it's a short film. It's like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes long. I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but he does kiss a man, and he is a gay character. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But also search Hartley Sawyer Spin. He plays this really cocky um, billionaire son who's being interviewed by a financial news um, news analyst, and that is also a short film. In the ten minutes that you watch this short film, it is comparable to something Chandra. Shonda Rhimes would write. It is fast-paced, multi-layered characters in ten minutes. Though that's the funny part. It's like so good. You have to. You have to watch. If you have twenty minutes, Google those two. Go on YouTube. Watch those. You'll be so impressed, and you'll say, "Why did they fire him?" Because if you watch Spin, he's basically how Kyle, how Kyle should have been written. It, it's amazing. It, he's so good, and I I see real big things for him if given the opportunity. He's an amazing actor. It just so happens he's hot as hell, but you know, being six three and blonde, but and he's got the best hair I've ever seen on a dude. It's like amazing. Anyway, sorry, I just had to give Hartley a shout out. 
Um, you can follow him on Twitter at the Big H tonight. Um, what else did you want to talk about? Um, there's another show I watch. I can't remember. What I do on Sundays is I usually binge watch. If there's any shows that I haven't watched during the week, I'll go to Hulu and I'll watch my shows. All caught up on Grimm and Constantine and what I call the Dick Wolf shows, which is Law and Order SVU, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Do you watch those? Um, no, I do not. No. Um, yeah. Lately, SVU is hit or miss. Since Elliot left, I think a producer left as well. And the shows are not very consistent. Um, but I will say, this week was good, number one. And number two, this season, Mariska Hargitay is a producer. So, big ups to Mariska. What up, girl? Um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been an interesting fall season, I think. Um, I I don't really see a show that's like, oh, my God, I have to. Oh, except for Empire, actually. Actually, Empire is the only show that I'm, like, obsessed with. But um, do you watch The Walking Dead? Um, no, that's another one I don't watch, actually. Um, that is definitely a show that's hit or miss. I know everybody's obsessed with it, and I was obsessed with it, too. I think it's been on for like five or six years. It's had like three or four producers. Every time there's a new producer, you can feel the change. You can see the change. And that's the most jarring for me. Um, It starts up again tonight. And I think it's kind of funny because that'll probably beat the Grammys in the ratings. Um, Are you going to watch the Grammys tonight? No, sir, we Bob. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, I gave up the Grammys a long time ago. Why? What made you give it up? Because it was more of a concert than it was an award show, so and I didn't really care. And it was a lot of people that I don't even listen yeah. to or like, so it was no point. Yeah. And some people win, and you're like, who's that? Like, I know that when um, Bon Iver won, I was like, who the hell is Bon Iver? And they were up against, like, people that I did know, hmm. even though I think Bon Iver's cute now, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yet, sorry, he's like a typical white guy with a belly. You know I like that. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a low-key um, low key night. How was your weekend, my dear? Uh, it was great. Um, Friday night is... Uh, uh, what did I do Friday night? I think... I just kind of went out and just kind of had dinner with some friends and stuff. And Saturday, yesterday, just to kind of did the same thing. Um, um, yeah, I, I kind of kept it low key when shopping, did a couple of errands and stuff. And then to not, today, mm-hmm. I was um, having lunch with former coworkers, which was a really nice catch up. So that was really nice. What about you? Hi. Um, what I do? Friday night. I do Friday night. Oh, duh. Friday night I went to um, West Springfield, which is Western Mass, for my um, nephew's 12th birthday. 
and it was nice to see him, and he's such a good kid, and he was very grateful that I came and everything, and it was good to catch up with the fam, and um, this woman who's like, she's like my mother, but she's not really my mother. She introduced me to her new boyfriend, which was kind of odd for me because her husband died three years ago, and she'd been with him for 20-plus years. So it was weird to see somebody else that wasn't Ed there. You know, but he he seemed nice, and he was conversational with everybody. So she looked happy, so I was happy for her. And then I drove home at, like, 9, and I went to work. Um, I worked some overtime um, a little bit on Saturday, and then I went to my double feature, which was Project Albanac in um, um, Jupiter Ascending. And and let me tell you something. So I'm sitting in Project Almanac, and I was on the end, so I was by myself. And I liked it. It was really nice. Then in Jupiter Ascending, which didn't help the movie, which is not the movie's fault, but I had two of my ghetto folks next to me, and this black chick, she says to her boyfriend, because Eddie Red- Redmayne, your boyfriend, is in it, and they were talking like this. The characters were talking like this. She leans over to her boyfriend. Why are they whispering? I turn my head and I look to her and I go, <clears throat> like, seriously, shut up. You ain't at home. So that didn't help. And then um, ran some errands after, came home. Um, an interesting thing, if you live in Boston, so there's this, you know, we, we've had these snowstorms. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the world knows we've had snowstorm after snowstorm. There's this unspoken rule that if you shovel out a spot on the street because there's no, like, we don't have any real parking. So if you shovel out your spot on the street, that is your spot. And you can put a lawn chair. You can put whatever you want to save your spot. So when I shoveled out my spot, I have a tiny little spot because this is the first time I've ever shoveled out a spot before. I've gotten sideswiped twice. My car has been sideswiped while parked. So I gave the spot up Friday night. I said, screw it. I'm not going to park there. And somebody else parked <laughs> there. So then driving home Saturday, I was like, oh, let me just go back to my spot. I got nowhere else to park. I can't find another spot. Everything's taken up. And I've always had such a hard time getting into the spot because it's so tight. Let me tell you, on Saturday night, I believe in God. And I know that that sounds so superficial because I said, God, just let me get into this spot and not get hit tonight. I backed into that spot so smoothly and so tight. When I got out, I was like, oh, my God. I did, like, this weird, like, grunt dance or something. I don't know what came over me. So just wanted to share with you that parking sucks in Boston. And then the plow comes and they plow up to your tires and then you have to shovel again. And I was out today shoveling and catching up on my shows and I'm going to watch Walking Dead and basically it. Oh, and I had to throw in a marathon of Jonathan Scott because I have to, you know, support my hubby. I did that yesterday. I know how much of a fan you are of his. <laughs> actually, I think that's the most... Actually, I think that's that's the one you actually agree on. The only one, probably. Because he's not too bad, right? No. 
Um, I did. I did think of you in Project Almanac. There's this guy. His name is Johnny Weston. I think he might replace Zach. He's really? pretty hot. He's pretty hot. And he's like, I think he's like 28 or 29. Um, he's he looks like a combination of. Um, Sebastian Stan and Billy Miller, if you put them together, that's exactly who he looks like. I'm not even joking. And so in the movie, he's kind of thin, and I'm like, oh. Then you look him up online. He was a model. <gasps> he was not thin, and he had the thighs. He had, like, these big thighs and this curly hair. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, look him up. I think that might be your new boo. Okay. You're going to be like, Zach who? So... Well, I think that's all the topics we have. Um, I'm just really excited for all the things that are going to come this year. I have a a good feeling about this year. Um, What are your big plans this week, by the way, before I let you go? Um, Just work. Um, We're gearing up for a new campaign, so we've got a lot of work to do this week. So just work. Work, Mm -hmm. work, work. Nice. Nice. Um, same here. And, um, I do celebrate a milestone. I think you celebrate yours too. Um, on February 11th, it's not just Whitney's, you know, death anniversary, but it's also my sixth month at work. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, when's your anniversary? My anniversary of what? For your new job. Um, like you mean like a year or something? No, like the six month anniversary. We don't really do that. <laughs> well, we could do it for you, you jerk. Gonna celebrate um, every little it, milestone, my friend. <laughs> um, it already. Passed. Well, what's the six months you were been in New York? How about that? Um, it it was this month. Not see. Yeah, so this oh, month it's been I just thought of something. Speaking of New York, for some reason, I, I have the gra- the pre-show Grammy. It's uh, on E. I have it on mute, and I just saw Big Sean, and it made me think of Naya Rivera, which made me think of Glee, which I just watched today. Um, have you been watching Glee this season? Nope, not at all. Well, I'll have you know, Coach Beast is transitioning into a man. Yeah, I heard. Um, that came out of nowhere. Um, but it's still the Rachel Berry show. And it it, it irks me. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, again, if you guys didn't um, listen to my interview with Assad, definitely check it out. It was pretty revealing. The first interview I had with him was really revealing a year ago. This one is even more so. He's so much more than a gorgeous face, and I really, truly mean that. Um, And also, if you want a winter read, if you're stuck in Boston, like we are, snowed in, we've actually had a couple days where I actually didn't, my work said, don't come to work, which I guess they've never done ever in the 40 years they've been open. Um, if you get stuck and want to read something, you can always pick up my book. 
Um, if you go to Twitter, who I am book, everything, all the information there, the Facebook link, where to buy it, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Any final thoughts or anything that you wanted to bring up, Kyle, before we go? No, no. I just hope you have a great week. Thanks. Thanks, you too, hon. And again, Thank send you. your prayers to both Dallas and Bobby Christina. Um, they both need your love and support. And uh, with that being said, have a great week, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.